I can finally say the next line I'm about to say in context. Sayonara, arigato. <laughs> I said that like I swear to goodness in three other podcasts. Have you? I know I said it for sure in Yashihime, and then the other two could be a crapshoot. That's like a scavenger hunt. Could be all Yashihime. Anyways, I'm Annie. I'm Minty. And this is Fun Entitled, where we say every podcast with an F you. I screwed that up. So in the United States, we finally got our theatrical release of Demon Slayer's Kimetsu no Yaiba the movie, The Mugen Train. It pisses me off so badly when people think the bad guy's name is Mugen. Mugen is the train, in case you're confused. Yes. It is the movie adaptation of the basically the only arc, the flame Hashira when Goku is in. Yes, this was a very good movie. And obviously it was going to be because it was completely written by the author. It's not one of those movies where it's like, oh, I got approval from the author. No, this is from the manga, straight from his work. I will say with the budget, there was some really grade A scenes. Like, I, oh my goodness, like it had to be a movie to get those scenes right. And then there was other scenes where it was like alright now you're just flexing your budget <laughs> and okay um, I don't really like most of the 3D effects they did like the 3D camera work that's fine the 3D fire they did multiple times I was like what? I'm sorry we couldn't draw a damn fire tiger? We draw a water dragon all the time. I was okay with the 3D overall like I thought the trees were good. I personally like the snow I know Annie didn't care for the snow we all agreed when we saw the hyper-realistic sky. We were like, huh? That was a little weird. But let's get into it. So let's go into the start of this arc. Well, oh, two things. One, the spoilers. Of course, the spoilers. There will be a digital release of this in June 22 in case you missed the movie for whatever reason. And two, I won't say we won't go there. I'll try not to. There's probably going to be some manga spoilers. I was thinking about that too. Because sometimes it wraps everything together and just brings connections but we also don't want to get too far and ahead of ourselves yeah and i will say there's no way in hell you can fully enjoy this movie if you didn't at least watch the anime yeah so with that so our protagonist Tanjiro, Zenitsu, Inosuke, and Nezuko have been put on a mission to go on this train to defeat the, I guess assuming the demon that's killing these humans on a train and they meet the flame Hashira. It's fucked up that Nezuko was smuggled on that train, didn't pay for a ticket. I mean, when you're an organization (laughs) with children dying left and right, you gotta save those coins. (laughs) That's so mean to the Matt Mercer character. Who's Matt Mercer? He's the um, leader of the Demon Slayers. Oh. I don't know his name, unfortunately. It's like Ushikyo? Yeah, something like that. They introduce Rengoku, which is really sometimes done very badly, but you should always introduce your character to be this quirky dude that you just want to meet more. And you just meet Rengoku and he's like, tasty, tasty. Umai, umai. That's the Japanese. Is that one? Oh, because I thought, I always thought Oishi is delicious. Yeah, I, you know, Japan, we we'll never know all the language. <laughs> we don't know English. Maybe that's the difference between tasty and um, delicious. I'm sure Japan has synonyms. I'm sure too, yeah. So I just thought it's just a good introduction to just start. You know, and it's a positive yeah. quirk in a sense. Not like it was like beating someone up or anything. They do establish the character's personalities really well. Zenitsu already screaming his head off. You mean Nosuke? Well, okay. I guess both of them with Zenitsu finding out that the demon they're hunting is actually on the train and they're not on the way to find the demon. And he wants to bail immediately. Yes. 
<laughs> and Tanjo's like, can we just stay on focus, guys? Oh, there's one scene where Zunitsu and Inosuke are screaming out the window, and it, I thought it was really weird how when Goku and Tanjo were just looking straight forward, and I was like, maybe just trying to not be associated with those cycles. Was that kind of weird? Because those seats were clearly like one per person, but then when Goku and Tanjo are sitting on the same... the eye. Okay, if they took away the scene of Tanjiro sleeping on Rengoku, I would literally show a riot. No, I mean, that's cute, but like, practicality-wise... I think two people could have fit. Two people can fit, but nobody does. There's a lot of seats on that train. So, just real fast, we're gonna skip forward a little. So, they find the demon, and they're going to, um... You know, they kill- Rengoku kills him, and... I cannot remember if Rengoku showed off that much in the manga. I'm not sure. So I really like the fact that we can't tell in this movie if they took any scenes out, but I think they did add like a shit ton in. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty much the next scene, right? So we start getting into the character's dreams. And I just want to state from the beginning that what is really great about this movie is that Rengoku has a theme that's just carried out, and that theme is about legacy and passing on the knowledge to the next generation. Passing on that flame. There is some weird connection of flame and immortality because of all the elements, I don't think of flame as immortality, but that is such like an Asian culture thing. Yeah. Like the phoenix is an immortal firebird. Naruto had like the will of fire. Okay, something about when Goku with the whole passing things on. So they all enter the dream. That's when you find out that um the main villain of this train is someone who controls dreams. So everyone gets kind of like the happiest dreams. Tanjiro gets to be reunited with his family that died. Inosuke gets some weird fever dream where he's the boss and Zunitsu's a pervert. Well, I mean... Okay, you know. (laughs) The boy is horny for a 15-year-old. When Goku, his dream was legit his father treating him like crap and when Goku helping his brother and being the mentors to Tanjiro, Zunitsu, Inosuke, yada yada. Like, this boy doesn't even care about himself after a point. His dream is literally to help raise the next generation and I'm just like you are the best older brother character type <laughs> I mean okay do I just move on to the mom part you can like put all the Rengoku in one part yeah cause the mom you know cause she started from the very beginning you Rengoku's know Rengoku's mom right right Rengoku's mom starts off you know you see in the flashback where she's just like you were born strong and your job is to protect the weak so it's obviously like it was ingrained from him at a young age to like help people and then his dad passed on like the flame Hashira knowledge to him and you know things happen so currently that's not happening but that's what he grew up with yeah and he's gonna continue that lineage and then you pointed out something that was so beautiful because I didn't even recognize it was when she hugged him and was like I'm so glad to have such a strong boy like you who's gonna protect everyone and like this fire spiked inside him when his eyes shined oh yeah oh god that's such a beautiful scene because because when Goku's about fire and it's about like inspiring people when Goku is literally the phrase the brightest flame burns out the quickest he had the shortest arc had the shortest screen time compared to the other pillars you remember that bitch he's the first pillar that didn't try to bitch slap Tanjiro I did never cared about this arc when reading the manga but I've always liked Rengoku Rengoku is my favorite pillar even after reading the whole series well okay so that's Rengoku's dream and we kind of go into his past oh and then we get 
into Tanjiro's dream, which is the most depressing shit I've ever seen. Because Tanjiro's doing all this to avenge his family that died in episode 1. And we actually get to see this goddamn family flaunting around the checkerboard fabric. <laughs> I mean, we get to see the domestic life, the life he wanted to live what he was doing before all these things happened it was just very nice to put into context of what Tanjiro is fighting for I'm gonna say something not a critique is this something I pointed out so we all know in K&Y the episode where you know, Tanjiro kills the spider boy and they play that one special song and they played that one damn song three times or more or less I don't know doing this damn flashback and I get it it's the family song but my goodness I was like ding 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 oh, it's back it's a good OST. Uh, yeah. You just you just love the ending song, Homura. <laughs> which I think part of it is they just probably didn't want to play it during the movie because you had to listen to the characters. But if you can listen to the lyrics of the song, it is very tied to Rengoku. Like, this song was clearly made for this movie. Yeah. I love it when series have, like, a Pacific artist for them. Like, how Kingdom Hearts has that simple and clean lady. I don't know how Kingdom Hearts did it. Because <laughs> that's, like, their very first game. Yeah. But, I mean, Demon Slayer's popularity is skyrocketing high. It's, it's amazing. It's kind of sad how um the money isn't being distributed correctly from the movie because it's the number one animated film, but the creator basically got $20,000 when this film made almost $450 million. Yeah, I mean, the movie made 20 times as much as he got. Creator Gintama got it right. The authors of Shonen Jump really get the short end of the stick for some godly reason. Yeah. So kind of going back to Tanjiro's dream about him and family, it's just nice to look at the parallelism of like Tanjiro's family and Rengoku's family and seeing like how important it is and how like Rengoku could have been such a great master for Tanjiro mm. just because they both understand the importance of family and losing someone. Oh, no. Okay, I'm gonna keep myself together. I'm gonna move on. Um, So basically Enmu, he gets a bunch of kids to be like... Enmu's the villain. They never say his name in the movie for some reason. Oh yeah, he's the guy who controls the dreams. So he's manipulating a bunch of humans who work for him with the promise of when you die, I'll give you a really great dream. I wish they explained it a little better in the movie. Oh yeah. I mean, because I think it was... It just explains okay in the manga. I think they missed it in the movie. And we're avoiding Zenitsu and Inosuke's dream because there's really no deeper thought or themes for them. It's just for comedy relief. Which is fine. Which is fine. It was a heavy movie. <laughs> It's kind of sad if you think about it because, like, for them, they had complete fantasies and you want to be like, oh, that's just because they're so, you know, creative. But in reality, it's because they honestly don't have family or a past to look fondly back on. Their family themes come later in the manga, which we already said we're not going to spoil, so... Yeah, but I think it's said in the anime that Zenitsu's parents abandoned him. Sure, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the Zenitsu one. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, so Enmu, he's manipulating these kids and they're like, all right, kids, y'all dying from some kind of disease. You have TB. Go inside these people's dreams and kill the spirit cores. To find the spirit cores, you have to go inside their dream, find the edge, and then enter the subconscious. 
Why would you give a kid one of like the worst diseases out there? To I mean, I know it was common back then, but I mean, you basically every breath you take hurts and you're infectious. Oh gosh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Get away from that kid, Tanju. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to see some people's subconscious. A girl goes inside when Goku, when Goku almost chokes a bitch because his survival instinct is that strong. We get to see Tanjiro's. Oh, okay, I thought it was very pretty. Tanjiro's subconscious with the skies and the horizon couldn't stand the fact that it was real cloud besides the 3d animation it really does solidify that tanjiro is a very nice protagonist which other protagonists are nice but not to the level tanjiro is okay what's nice about tanjiro is that he's really nice and he's not that dumb because there's some nice boys out there who's kind of hella dumb and it's like okay i get your himbo Now, what does when Goku's one say? It's like concrete, everything's on fire. I think that's just his legacy, you know? Like, the reason why when Goku has that hair is because the mom stared at a flame on days on end while she was pregnant with him. And that just like instilled it inside his subconscious. Is that what every when Goku boy is gonna have his wife do? <laughs> so that the. <laughs> <laughs> the hair can c- come alive when giving birth. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This is slight spoilers, not really. And you get to see modern day when Goku. And so that kind of implies that th- we're doing this in modern day. No, no, no. Modern day when Goku is just like, I'm gonna dye my hair like my ancestors. And his pants like, no. And he was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I forgot to double check if Zenitsu's subconscious was actually that of him in a Steve Job outfit with garden shields. You know him thinking about Nezuko? I say yeah. <laughs> and see another, like, oh, 50 50. Zenitsu saw another woman. He'd be like, eh, we saw a man. And he was like, I'm threatened. <laughs> To the best of his ability to protect his fantasies. Well, okay, moving on. So, Tanjiro gets out of the dream because his dad comes and like, Hey, bro, cut your neck. You laughed at that scene too. <laughs> and I was like, you laugh at the weirdest thing. I don't, I don't remember the dad coming in, you know? Wild. The fact that Tanjiro had to commit suicide to wake himself up from the dream is just wild. And the way that they constantly use that in like the battle yeah. against Enmu is super wild. And, okay, later on when Enmu tried to use that against Tanjiro. Oh my god. Yeah, because he's like, oh, this is a dream, I gotta just kill myself. And he knows, he's like, knock that shit off. Yeah, because one of the first things Tanjiro says when he first does it is no hesitation. Yeah, no breeding. <laughs> Shut up, Papa Roach. <laughs> Wait, was that Lincoln Park? No, it's Papa Roach. Okay. This last resort is Papa Roach, right? Yes. So yeah, basically we see Tanjiro, he fights Enmu on top of the train and and Enmu reveals, dun dun dun, he's not a hot twink, he merged with the train. I like that Nezuko helped Tanjiro. Oh yeah, Nezuko's so adorable. <laughs> Nezuko did more than Zenitsu did this movie. You don't, well, yeah, they shared the responsibilities. <laughs> but yeah, so at this point, Zenitsu and Nezuko have to protect three trains. When Goku is gonna fight the other five trains, and Tanjiro and Inosuke is tasked with cutting off the head of the demon. I fucking love the animation for Rengoku. Like, this movie made Rengoku twice the better character. Like, I did not catch a lot of things because as much as I love the creator of K&Y, sometimes not the best artist in portraying things. Yeah, 
I didn't understand was that he was able to, you know, move very fastly to go through the cars, right? Yeah. Did he open the doors? He destroyed those doors. I mean, it just looked like he kind of like, boom, flash, gone. Uh, It was wild. So in the K&Y universe, they're not actually doing these things. It's just that their blade technique is so much like fire that when people see it, they visualize fire. It's a really cool concept. Yes, and no other mangas have ever actually done that. Okay, one of my favorite animation scenes that happened was when, this is when Tanjiro is just fighting Enmu. Yeah. It's just them two. And like his sword touches the neck. Yeah. And then the water dragon comes, swoops, and then the head comes off. I fucking love that too. That's that a so cool. great animation scene. Like, holy crap. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, okay, the fleshy Enmu. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. We're gonna get demonetized, but we're in the middle of the video, I don't think YouTube can find us. It looked like a penis. You know, I didn't think of that when I first saw it, but now that Annie has said it, I can't stop thinking about it being a penis. Fleshy Enmu was disgusting. Yeah, and I did not like the 3D animation for it. That was just ugly. I don't even know how you merge with a train. That's not even organic. I mean, that's what Demon Blood art is for. Yeah, so I did like the fact that we got to see a lot of Tanjiro's techniques when he severed the head of the train. Yeah. It's not as cool as the spider scene, though. Yeah, it's not, but you know. The constant moving. I miss the waterfall. (laughs) Okay, in the manga, they said this, but when Goku with the train when he they killed Enmu the train went off track and apparently when Goku did like a shit ton of techniques to make sure no one on the train died and I just wanted someone to clarify how that happened did he cushion the fall of the train? look I don't care what anyone says when the train crashed Inosuke <laughs> fell from the sky and was bouncing all around that so my theory forget the Rengoku and the fire technique I think the train crashed but the the flesh is still there. So they're just boom, 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 bouncing around like in an inflatable bouncing house. And that's how they all survive. Except the ones who got their legs crushed under the train. They're gone in like 24 hours. <laughs> anyway, so Tanjiro got shanked with an ice pick, which in Demon Slayer, you have to understand if you get hurt, you get hurt. It is real life consequences. None of this shonen bullshit of I'm gonna grip my teeth and bear it. So I really like the scene when, when Goku comes and helps him with his total concentration and they concentrate on breathing you know find a blood vessel and seal it they bring up this idea of like the demon stays like human once they lose something it's gone forever and it's a great point to bring this up because it makes demon stairs so real in like okay you never know when a character is going to die and then we kind of see Enmu's final moments of like ooh if it wasn't for when Goku I could have eaten everyone and gotten so much stronger you know sad though it didn't have the whole um and they did this more in the beginning but of the demons finding some kind of clarity yo yeah because it happened with like giving the tamari ball for the girl not stepping on the papers for the writer yeah, i think it's hard it's because um those demons they didn't really want to become demons but i believe i don't remember enmu's past was that he was a shitbag no i mean fair enough but i'm just if they could have kept that up for every yeah. demon, it would have been nice. Because they do it for the next art. Yeah. So, but minor point. <laughs> I have a... I don't really... I didn't really like the still scenes of the characters of when Enmu was, like, cursing them. Like, was this necessary? I, we know the characters. Oh, I liked it. 
of like why he lost and kind yeah. of like summarizing it up. I think it's a um, more on the nose of saying why these characters were here and what their roles were. I thought it was very clever that um they didn't wake Zunitsu up though because his whole power is when he's sleeping he's strong. But you think he would have noticed the guy tying himself to him? That is true. Yeah, why didn't he start moving? Man, his brain is on that Nezuko. <laughs> but his I love when Zenitsu fights because I just love that whole first form thunderclap sixfold you know yeah no Zenitsu's cool oh you know speaking of demons with good redemption orcs later shut up <laughs> that happens no spoilers also I thought Inosuke could have had better animations for his fight yeah but he had great muscles I have noticed that <laughs> But now that this whole train fiasco is over, now we get to meet Akaza, the upper third moon of the demons. I just imagine people going into this movie blind, just seeing this man and it's like, what do you mean this movie isn't over? And the fight between Akaza and Rengoku is such a great battle. It, oh... I won't spoil anything about Akaza, but there's a lot of nuances in him that was really cool to see that it was planned from day one. (laughs) I don't understand why Akaza is trying to be like, hey, you should become a demon, you stupid pillar. I do think that does tie in back to um, Rengoku and Legacy. Yeah. Because it's something I kind of talked about in the Naruto episode where a villain will have their legacy through them being immortal, which is against nature, and that's bad. But the heroes will always pass pass on their legacy by passing it on to someone else. Yeah. And so for Rengoku, you know, he talked about how even though he's gonna lose his limbs, he wants to survive to pass on his knowledge. And he just didn't want to be a demon. Like, that's just how he wants to pass on the legacy. Oh, and, well, Rengoku dies, but before he dies, he wants Tanjiro to know that there's something to look forward to and points him the way of going to back home, getting the paperwork, which is like, you know, a collection of knowledge that's just being passed down. Yeah, oh my, I guess when all the characters was coming in with um, Rengoku, I was just like, I'm with you guys. And like, the lighting of the Rengoku dying was just so... Oh, that rim lighting? The rim lighting and then Tanjiro was completely in the dark and then Rengoku kind of had the light on the back of him. But when he finally saw the mom and got to talk to her, he like, you know, shone brightly, like entirely to show people, okay, he's dead now. The mom scene... Oh my god is like what cinches everything. Like when Goku dies, oh, I'm proud of you. It's because it kind of adds to his whole story like about how his father became really cold and distant because he kind of became jaded about never being the best swordsman. And so he never got the dad's approval, but he clearly wanted it. And then he gets it from the mom. And one thing that I really like is that there's a whole thing about like parental approval of what their kids are doing. And when Goku gets that from the mom. And back when Tanjiro was having his dreams of constantly going to sleep, waking up, going to sleep, waking up Enmu tries to have it that Tanjiro's family is saying why couldn't you save us you left us behind we hate you but then Tanjiro's like don't do that man they're just desecrating their memory just to kind of be like Tanjiro knows his family would never say that and they would be proud of him because he's protecting his sister and everyone else man this whole like the creator of Demon Slayers oh it's so good with theming it it is very good Uh, especially when it comes to like a family theme because most 
series have a found family theme. This is more blood family theme. Yeah. Which is great. It's just different. It's a, a little bit more unique. Okay. We kind of gloss over the when Goku Akuza fight, but that's because it's so visual appealing. There's nothing to say other than you guys gotta watch the movie to get it. It's not like Dragon Ball Broly level fighting, but it's still pretty goddamn impressive. No, I mean, okay. Because when me and Annie, the best anime movie, before we saw this one is Dragon Ball Super Broly. And it's hard to compare the two. They're really apples and oranges. But man, that fight scene. Is bro- we'll talk about Broly another day. <laughs> but the fight scene, of course, in Demon Slayers is super top notch. It's visually stunning. The imagery is all there so that you understand the feeling that you're supposed to evoke in yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, when Goku had a lot of great scenes, I like that. Th- there's a part where it's constantly like, when is this battle ending? Who has the upper hand? Who's gonna win? I don't know. I just- One part I like was when when Goku was losing, it kind of felt like he got a little desperate by constantly going from trying one style to the next, like going from style one, two, three, four, five, and none of them worked. But then he like brought up enough strength to do the ninth one. I told, I, I, I love that. I, I didn't even, because I read that in the manga and I didn't even know he made his own technique. Yeah. When he, his ninth one is when Goku, which, uh, again, in Japanese thing, this is his last name. They change a lot between last and first name in Demon Slayers. But, you know, we don't understand Japanese relationships and all that stuff. Oh, I, I fucking love this scene when, when Goku slashes down and misses the head. Oh, I think Akaza deflected it to go down, so when Goku just twists his blade to go back up. Yeah, that's a great scene. And just to, like, see, like, because when Goku does have quick reflexes and he's smart, and he just, like, has a lot of fighting experience. Oh, and then... Yeah, and then the ending is, which is all pictures of Rengoku and his family. The ending credits. Yeah, I mean, this was the Rengoku movie. Yeah. So, I'm very excited to see season two. Season two has great arcs, especially the very next one. The impact of Rengoku's loss... I don't remember it being very strong in Demon Slayers. Because you saw in the ending, of course, where everyone was very sad that yeah. he died. But I don't... It oh. definitely affects Tanjiro. Yeah, it affects Tanjiro a shit ton. So I guess that's really the most important part. Yeah. I don't think the creator of KMY is the best at showing exploring the pillars on screen. Because a lot of things you know about the pillars from those like secrets they put in between chapters... Oh, yeah. I guess it's like those minor details that aren't part of the plot, so you can't necessarily wiggle them in. Yeah. But they even say it's, it's a book about death and how much death affects those who survive it. Oh, yeah. So anyways, um, if you ever have the chance, watch Demon Slayers. I know right now it's very hard to watch it live in theater. Honestly, watching it at home is just as good. Yeah, it's going to be on Netflix soon in July, June. June 22. It's going to be a lot on the major ones, so Netflix... Funimation, Crunchyroll, maybe Hulu, I'm not sure. And, you know, support the manga. Support the manga. (laughs) Alright, bye everyone. Bye.